Are you wanting real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related? If so, you're in the right place. Our goal here on the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast is to help you navigate your journey to a healthier, happier you, one podcast episode at a time. So grab a glass of water or a good cup of coffee and tune in for today's topic. Now let's do this, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about this time of the year where we're transitioning back to school and just how to make this a little bit easier when you're looking at preparing meals, packing those lunches, all that type of thing. So I know that this can be really hectic for a lot of people and there's just a lot of things going on. So we wanted to have today's episode talking about how you can make healthy eating ideas without taking up a lot more time. And this is one of my favorite topics when we're talking about prepping lunches, um, prepping dinners, breakfast, whatever it may be. This is something that's really in my wheelhouse. So I can't wait to dive into this. But speaking of um, transitions, all of our kids are out of college and moving on with their lives. But what is the challenge that you had when your kids were younger? Oh, goodness. Just the mornings really were the yeah. most hectic. Um, so if I could, which we'll talk about these tips and tricks as we go today, but I just know when I waited till the last minute, things did not go well. So that's one thing we really want to hit on today is just that a little bit of time spent beforehand can save a lot of stress and emotions in the heat of the moment. Yeah, I totally agree. I think one of our challenges was probably more in the evening routine because they were always involved in sports and mm -hmm. other activities. So it's trying to get us to sit down at the dinner table and have dinner as a family, which we did accomplish most of the time. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing we had to focus on. Like I said, I'm big into routine. So I would do a lot of things at night to help us be successful for in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start off with tackling that first meal of the day, that breakfast thing. So I know, like I said, at our house, that was, that was the most hectic time was just trying to make sure that they, now I will say as mine got older, it was their own responsibility. Right. So this absolutely can vary with what age, you know, your kids are or what your role is in that. But let's just give the listeners some easy ways to help breakfast go smoother or actually even have the time to fit in breakfast. Right. And, and you have to tell yourself breakfast doesn't have to be complicated. Mm -hmm. What are things that you can do that you can be successful? Um, so one thing is you can stock your kitchen with healthy breakfast options. That could be fruit, that could be oatmeal, or it just can even be meal prep, meal prepping, right? Mm -hmm. um, so prepare as much as you can the night before, like the, get the dishes and your utensils ready, cut up the fruit. Some things I would do is I would bake eggs. And I actually, I still do this for my husband and I, I would bake eggs and put together like a taquito or a sandwich or breakfast taco, whatever you want to call it. And I just wrap it in saran wrap. So it's easy to throw in the microwave and it heat and we can eat it on the go. Yeah. And I think here, like you said, breakfast doesn't have to be complicated. And sometimes we have to keep in mind that 
we're not going for perfection here. So we're going to give some tips today that might not necessarily be the healthiest thing, but when you look at it in relation to it's better than nothing, some of these things can definitely have their place. So I know it at my house, I mean, you can always grab fruit, like a banana and a scoop of peanut butter, but to be honest, I mean, mornings can be busy for people. So I often keep those RX bars on hand. There's nothing that says that, you know, we, we can't have something that's been processed or packaged. So now a lot of those bars can be full of unhealthy things and lots of additives and um, for lack of a better word, just some junk thrown in there, but RX bars tend to be a little bit healthier. Um, so being sure that you're still looking at those labels, but there's nothing wrong with having some of those quick grab and go things that, that they can eat in the car or those types of things. And I know one thing you do, Stephanie, um, is you make a smoothie every morning. I do a smoothie um, at towns. That's super easy to um, do. You can throw in your fruit. You can throw in a protein if you want peanut butter, chia seeds, um, flax seeds, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you you can make it healthy and um, give it that protein. Yeah. And like I said, so with my smoothie, I just throw in like fresh spinach, some strawberries, milk, some orange juice. But to be honest, again, this is about making things simple. You can buy those frozen smoothie mixes that Mm -hmm. literally you dump that in the blender, add your milk or whatever and blend and go. So there's nothing wrong with doing something like that. What's that brand that you get, Mandy, from like HEB? Blendables. Blendables. Yeah. So and, that's and a I good do the same to... thing. I actually buy the blendables, but then I, I typically always have spinach in my fridge and then I throw in my chia seeds mm-hmm. and um, I use coconut water versus um, a milk. But if you want to increase that protein, use like a milk-based product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something else you can do is just have everyone get up 10 minutes earlier. Um, that I'm going to be honest, that would not have worked in our household. My daughter, she would sleep till the very last minute. And sometimes she would sleep in her clothes just so she didn't have to get dressed the next day. Yeah, that would not have worked at our house either. So um, even things literally, Mandy, as simple as a bowl of cereal, certain kinds of cereals, again, look at your label, um, my daughter, one of her favorite things was oatmeal. The You can throw it in the microwave. It's ready in 90 seconds, throwing some fresh fruit on top of that. So those are just some good breakfast ideas. Like we said, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. We're not talking about making. You don't have to be up cooking these things or making it from scratch every day. Have some of those grab and go. And this can also be the same thing for, for busy moms or busy oh, women on the go. These same types of principles can apply here. I know if I ever make breakfast at night uh, for dinner, then I will make extra waffles and then I freeze them or put them in the Mm -hmm. refrigerator. Yeah. And then again, um, English muffins. My daughter went through a stage of really liking that. You can spread some peanut butter on that. Again, Greek yogurt. These types of things (laughs) can make something to where the thing here that you do want to try to be sure that you're getting in, get in some protein first thing in the morning. We don't want to just eat sugary cereal and then not have that protein, a little bit of healthy fat Mm -hmm. to balance it out. And I will say here, Mandy, that studies have shown that kids who eat breakfast do better in school. They have better attention spans. They, they typically get better grades. And then also this is the same for 
for women. It's been shown this can also help speaking as I work with women trying to maintain their weight. If you eat a a little bit healthier breakfast in the morning where you are getting those protein, carbs, and fats in, that's going to help you feel fuller during the day, keep you more satisfied and prevent that that more binge eating at night. So this applies to across the board right. for kids, moms. And it also um, has shown to decrease their absences at school, which less absence, they do better um, grade wise. Yeah. So let's move on to lunch. So some key points to remember when you're packing your lunch. And like I said, whether this is for you, you're a teacher and you're taking your lunch to school, you're packing your kids lunch or whatever it may be. Again, being sure that you get in those protein, carbs and fats, choosing some fruits and vegetables, um, balancing your plate, things like that. And I'll be honest, Mandy, I tend to eat pretty much the same thing for breakfast and lunch. I know it's good to get a variety of things in, but also getting a variety of things in. Yeah. But studies do also show that when you reduce that amount of thought that you have to put into trying to always come up with something different, that it does get you into a more routine and you are apt to eat healthier overall because you're not reinventing the wheel. So, you know, I tell my clients, get three breakfasts that you like, get three lunches, and then just rotate those to where you're not wasting so much time trying to come up with a healthy meal or a balanced meal all the time. Grab those same things and alternate them for a while. Just be mentally exhausting. Yeah. Always having to come up with that menu. And, and even if we have, we're eating similar um, um, items, then we have our pantry can be stocked or, you know, we, we have less things that's on our grocery list. Something I like to do uh, for work is I use a lot of leftovers. So whatever I had the night before I will take um, and pack in my lunch. Yeah. Um, I know you like to do those bento boxes. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, those bento boxes, um, so they have like different little sections, you know, so they're really good for, you know, you can put some fruit in there, your vegetables, your protein, um, if you want to put maybe some hummus and some pita chips, you know, um, so you, you can get a small variety of everything. And some studies that I read was don't put too much in a kid's lunchbox. They tend to overeat. So put just the right amount of food mm-hmm. and you may not know what that is, or you might, you know, who knows? I know when my daughter was in school, her teachers would sometimes get onto me because I didn't put enough in her lunch. And like, well, I know what she likes to eat. She knows what she likes to eat and the amount she likes to eat. So, um, yeah, let's, my, my opinion of that is not going to, you know, my observation of what your kids should eat is not going to be the same as mine. And I think we can leave that clean your plate club off now. You know, I was, I think that that has led to, you know, sometimes this overeating thinking, you know, I was raised that you need to clean your plate. It was wasteful if you didn't, but if if you're full or the kids full or whatever, then that's the point that you're supposed to eat to. Yeah. Some things um, I would use for my kids is I would use thermoses to um, put hot food in. So it'd still be warm. I know at our school, microwaves are very limited. And if you sent them with a hot food, you may not be able to um, get that heated. And also if you're putting cold food in, don't forget to use those cooling packs because we don't want to um, have any food poisoning. Right. So some ideas for lunch can be lunch meats, the turkey, the roast beef, roll that up, have some cheese with some whole wheat tortillas, 
We can do cracker sandwiches, whole grain mm-hmm. crackers. I like those nut things. Have you tried those? No. They're crackers and they're made either out of almonds or pecans, whatever. They're oh. called nut things. So okay. those are really good. I love peanut butter. I think that's one of the best things that you yes. can have. Peanut, peanut butter, butter and celery. Peanut butter sandwich, peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, veggie sticks with dipper dressings. Again, yogurt. You can do some puddings. Some graham crackers, fresh fruits. I know you like those California rolls. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Again, these do not have to be overcomplicated types of things. But again, just using those bento boxes, you can throw in your carb, protein, and fat and have a great balanced, easy lunch right there. And get your kids to help pack the lunch. They need to mm-hmm. understand at an early age, what do portion sizes look like? Mm-hmm. What does healthy eating look like? And you don't want to pack them something, you know, they don't like, you know, if I would have done that for my kids and then they would have went to school and they would have been hungry Mm -hmm. after school. Yeah. And again, this can be something as simple as when we're talking about getting those protein, carbs and fats in a peanut butter and honey sandwich with a banana on the side or an apple on the side. It can be something as simple as that. And don't feel obligated to send a whole sandwich send maybe a half a sandwich and then send some veggies and some fruit, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But again, don't, don't get, um, don't make it too complicated. So let's talk about some after school snacks. Um, How can we make healthy snacks and an easier choice for your kids? So when your kids come home, make it accessible, um, you know, whether you're, it's refrigerated items or it's items in your pantry, have, you know, bins that they know that this is our snacks. This is what we can go to. Yeah. And keeping fresh fruits on the counter and in sight again, like you said, teaching them that pairing some yogurt with some fruit is a good option. A handful of nuts, you Mm -hmm. know, something like that. And again, this can apply to the moms. Also, we're talking a lot about back to school for the kids, but these same basic principles apply. I use a lot of these principles. Um, Again, having your kids help, you know, like I know something when my kids were little, we would make ants on a log. That's just celery with peanut butter. And then you can put raisins on top. Uh, Fruit kebabs. Those are always fun for kids Mm -hmm. to make. Um, You can have the fruit already cut up. And I do that a lot um, just for my husband and I. I will cut bowls of fruit and it's already cut and it's already washed. So all we have to do is we grab what we need. Um, Trail mix is always a good option. And then um, I do like to make little energy balls. Yeah, that's a good thing. Those energy balls and you can make those in a batch and then Mm -hmm. keep them there and grab a couple and you know, put some vegetables or fruit on the side, a handful of nuts, whatever. So for dinner, let's move into that. So this is, this seems to be my favorite meal of the day, because like you mentioned at the beginning, this is that time where if you can make it a point to sit down and have that as a family, again, studies show that if you sit down, families that eat together tend to have better relationships. It is that time communication, reduce the prevalence of eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard. Like both of my kids were involved in sports and extracurricular activities and it can make it hard. So this is, this is that one place where it might be a little bit more complicated. It might take a little bit more effort, but it it's worth it at this point, I think to really try to, and I'll tell you here, as far as dinner goes and I would go through spurts with this, but the crock pot can be good. 
Like I would know that if my daughter was having a volleyball game, that we were going to be home late. If I didn't think ahead and plan for that, I would be like, oh, you know, we we live in Texas, Whataburger's big here. So we would be (laughs) like, oh, let's run by Whataburger, which nothing wrong with that occasionally. But we all know when your kids are involved, it can be four, five nights a week. So if you're doing that over time, one, that's a lot of money. And then two, we have to be honest here. That's not the healthiest thing to be doing. So planning, using that crock pot, if I would think ahead, put that chicken and corn in in the morning or something, it would be ready and waiting for us when we would get home after a game. Yeah, we use our crock pot a lot too. Now I use my Instapot more. Uh Um, But something you can do is if you have a meal prep day on a Sunday, you know, maybe you're going to do roast and potatoes and carrots and stuff, you know, like have that prepped in a bowl covered. Um, if you want to do shredded chicken tacos, have your chicken in a bowl. And then, uh, well, actually now they have these cool little, um, crock pot bags. Mm -hmm. So you can already have everything in your bag. All you do is you stick it in the crock pot before you go to work and then turn it on. Yeah. So things can be super simple. Um, don't, don't make dinner overcomplicated. You know, I know a lot of people like to have five course meals, but you know what, focus on, um, you know, that plate we've talked about in the past, half of it being your vegetables, a fourth of it being your protein and the other fourth being your um, carbohydrate or your starch. And I'm a big fan of one sheet meals. So like for instance, putting salmon and then just some fresh broccoli on there, you can sprinkle it with some olive oil, a little salt and pepper or Italian seasoning, put it in the oven and you know, 25 minutes later, you pull it out. It's easy to clean up because it literally took you one pan to do. So I like things like that. Stir fries where you're, me- you're just messing up one skillet. I like to use cauliflower rice for this and mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of cauliflower, but oh in stir fries, it's not bad. So think simple, but you know, if, or even if you were using brown rice, so you have your rice, your vegetables, and then some chicken, like you said, that you already made. And I'm also a big fan of say on Sunday, you cook a lot of chicken or you ground some beef using that for multiple meals throughout the week. Now be sure you're not keeping it too long, um, but there's no sense. I know for me, the meat is usually what takes the longest to cook. So I like to cook it. And then I'll even with the hamburger meat, I'll put it in a um, a container and put it in the freezer. And then it just takes a couple minutes to dethaw. but you can use that throughout the week and make those meal prepping for dinners a little bit right. easier. So my daughter and I just did this a couple of days ago. We made, um, a couple of pounds of hamburger meat and that ended up making three different meals for three different families. So we made goulash, we made, um, Korean beef and, st- oh, stuffed bell peppers. So, a lot of the ingredients were the same. We used, you know, brown and jasmine rice, pinto beans. I threw some pinto beans in the um, Instapot and they, those were cooking as we were cooking the hamburger meat. So, you know, we ended up you know, making several meals for several days um, for several families. So yeah. it, it was great. And I do the same thing, especially in the winter time. I will, um, there's lots of hearty meals that I can do um, with the same ingredients. Yeah. So we hope you found this episode helpful. Again, you know, the thing that we're wanting to get across here is that it doesn't have to be complicated or spending hours in the kitchen. Most people just don't have time to do that. But realizing, like I said, the main thing is being sure that you are getting those protein, 
carbs and fats at each meal. There's a lot of rationale behind this. It helps stabilize blood sugar. It helps keep you fuller longer. It helps your attention. But these are some tips that you can use to kind of make those mornings smoother. Be sure that you're getting something at lunch and then hopefully making those evenings smoother to where you can sit down as a family or um, just be sure that you're nourishing yourself well during the day. I wanted to add in one other thing um, that I found really interesting when I was doing some research. It says the prevalence of childhood obesity in the U.S. age 2 to 19 is 19%. It was actually 19.7. So we'll round it up to 20. Um, and then I went to look up to see what the prevalence of obesity in Japan was. It was 3.6. Wow. But that wasn't for kids 2 to 19. That was their whole community. or. Wow what, you know, country, whatever. So then I wanted to look up what's the percentage of Americans that are overweight? 32%. It's almost 30% higher in America than it is in Japan. There's that Western diet for you. I know, I know. (laughs) So I know that we did have a question of the day. Yeah. So our listener question of the week was, how do you get into a routine? So today we talked about how you can get into a routine of a little bit healthier eating ideas for back to school. But this question was, I think routines in general, how do you get into a routine? And I thought that was a great question. Me too. And we've, we've touched on it in the past. And actually now that this question came up, I really do want to do a future podcast on this. That'd be Um, good. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I tell my clients um, is start with realistic expectations, write down what is your goal? What is your end goal? If, if I weigh 200 pounds and my goal is to be 160 pounds, well, I know I have to lose 40 pounds. Well, what is something measurable that I can do to have that weight loss? Maybe change one thing. Maybe it's, I'm going to start exercising 10 minutes a day. And then as I accomplish that, I'm going to bump it up to 20 minutes a day and so on. And then when you have that, that goal achieved, go to your second step. And maybe it's going to be, I'm going to cut out sodas you know, cut out your sodas. Yeah. So I think when it's, how do I make something a routine? It is breaking it down into those small steps. So I would say, like you said, you have to know what your end goal is, but then once you do, what is one small thing that you can do and then start implementing that and write that down. And then over time, that will become a habit and that will become a routine, not doing it all at once. So my response to that would be find one thing. What is that one thing that you can do differently? Write that down. And then every day, look at that and focus on doing that one thing until that has become a part of your life or a part of your routine and it has become a habit. But I do think we need to do a future episode yeah. on that because I have a great, lot to say about it. I yeah. know, me too. Something yeah. I talk about every day at work. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you found today's episode helpful. Again, if you will scroll down on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, hit the subscribe button. We would greatly appreciate that. That allows Apple to boost our podcast so more women can find it. And please join us next time as we will be talking about the food shortages. What can we do? We do know we've seen this at the supermarkets. We've seen this even at the facilities that we work at. So we want to talk about this and give you some practical ways that you can prepare for that. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.